This is the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey is more than a game. It's a lifestyle. It's you, the diehard supportive fans, your favorite players who are on the team you cheer for and the organization who supports them. The companies that make your gear, bags, and beer league sweaters, the hockey moms and hockey dads, and everything else that makes this House of Hockey your home. Come on in. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. And And this this is is our our house. house. You start last I haven't started it yet. It's killing me. Sorry, I'm like, I paused it to come do this. So I was like, oh shit. Have you seen it yet? (laughs) I haven't seen the new season. How far along are you? Um, episode, I think episode five, maybe. I think there's two parts. So, oh, is it good? Oh, yeah, it's good. Okay. Okay. Oh my gosh, this show, this show is so freaking good. This is stupid. I know. I'm obsessed. Then, I, don't, I don't know why. It's <laughs> It's so, it's cut like kind of nostalgia too to our childhood. Yeah. Like, I mean, we weren't really like alive enough to know what was happening in like the 1980s, but like it's part of that. Right. You know, like you were born in the 90s, so we'll just leave it at that. But anyway, <laughs> welcome yeah. to the House of Hockey podcast. <laughs> this is episode one. 16. I'm one of your hosts, Ray Ray. And I'm your other host, Breezy. And nothing like a little pre-show talk about what shows we're watching when we're not watching (laughs) the Eastern Conference or Western Conference finals. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I forget, like we hit record and then I just like, it pops in my head. I'm like, wait, did you watch this or did you see this or so? Sorry. And I leave it in like 80% 80% of the time because I just think it's fun. And I mean, Stranger Things is something to be very excited about. Let's be oh, real. yeah. That show oh, is yeah. just so good. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, ready to start watching it and Ozark. I have to watch the second half of Ozark. They did, they split it kind of, I think their season, the final season. Yeah. Do you watch Ozark? Yeah. I, I think I watched all of it. Well, there the was second two half parts. just came out. It's a it was a two parter thing. Like there's when did like, the second half come out? Just like a week or two ago. Oh, then I haven't seen the second half. Oh crap! Okay. It's okay. Now We've got all it. summer. We got all summer when it's there's true. no hockey to watch all the shows. But I'm the kind of person where it's like same thing with like hockey games or like baseball games, right? Like I have to watch it live. Like I hate watching like pre recorded things, especially when it's like a sports game. But like mm-hmm. when like a, a new season comes out or if like there's like like a show on TV that's like it starts on Wednesday nights, like I have to watch it that night because then like there's spoilers, right? And like I don't want to see the spoilers, but like the Netflix thing really gets to me though, because like they usually release multiple episodes at once. And I'm like, how right. I can't do this unless I dedicate an entire day. And not a lot of people have like an entire day to dedicate to like binge watching a show. So I get stressed yeah. out very easily. I'm very stressed out now about Ozark. <laughs> Sorry. It's fine. 
don't worry. It's not going anywhere. I haven't seen any spoilers. Luckily in this day and age, there's like too many television shows to keep up with anyway. And I don't really like follow anybody who like reviews these shows on social media. So I can stay pretty removed from it. Um, And then I like to savor them though. I like to like not binge through them too quickly because then I'm so sad it's over and then I have nothing to watch. So I try to like wait until I know I have like a good amount of time and I'll yeah. do like one episode and then one the next day and like really uh, one the next day that's still binging. But anyway, a little bit. That's okay. Digress. I digress. <laughs> Let's talk about the Eastern Conference Finals. Since last week, uh, we devoted a, a big chunk of the time talking about the Western Conference Final, yeah. which we will obviously touch on it on today. But we have the New York Rangers absolutely dominating the Tampa Bay Lightning right now. Uh, we're recording this as usual on Sunday. So as of now, the series is 2-0, two, two right? Rangers 2-0? I mean, I don't think anybody thought this would be the case. Tampa has been known to lose the first game of a series in the playoffs. And then the second game, they figure their stuff out and they are back and they take the W. And that is not what happened. And that doesn't look like that's what's happening. And... I'm in, I'm in shock. Like, I really think the Rangers are going to beat the Lightning. No? Yeah? yeah? Uh, so I'm not in shock. I think that the Lightning are going to get stopped. And we all know how my, uh, my predictions all go. So I'm probably, you know, <laughs> going to kick myself after this. But I think that the, the Rangers have a step up from the Lightning that no one's really ever seen before. Because I think that going back a few episodes, I think that you had said that the blues were the sleeper team, right? But yeah. Are the Rangers I recanted. The yeah. But I think the Rangers are, are pretty underestimated. Um, mm-hmm. Except if you are a Ranger fan, because then you're like, no, these guys are good. Whatever. So I think that the Rangers are the team that can stop the lightning. And I think that when you have been watching the Rangers play, Yes, they've been winning the last couple of games. What's going to happen when they go back to Tampa? Because they are going out to Tampa mm-hmm. for two games. Tampa can lose at home. We've seen it before. But um, I think the Rangers just have an edge. I think that they want it a little bit more. I think the Lightning kind of a chip on their shoulder because they're like, oh, we just won it the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. We know what we're doing. We could do this is our gameplay, whatever. But I don't think that the Rangers are taking their foot off the pedal especially knowing that they're going further and further along. And I think that they obviously have a a two up right now. And I think that they, I don't know if they'll sweep. I don't think they'll sweep them, but I do think that they'll win it back at MSG, uh, whether that's game five five or seven, (laughs) seven, uh, I do think that it's going to, it's going to go there, but. Uh, I think that the Rangers just have a little bit more of an it factor than the lightning, which is absolutely crazy to say, but that's the way I feel. Their speed on the Rangers watching them. Tampa has like not been able to adjust for whatever reason to 
the Rangers. Um, and I think I saw a stat that said that the Rangers beat Tampa all the games they played in regular season. Yeah, that is true. Right. So that's saying a lot. And two, one of my favorite things about this series is the big rig and versus Revo that is <laughs> happening. Okay. Revo, Ryan Reeves, the way he laughs when he's fighting the big rig <laughs> is like the best thing for hockey. And the two of them going off the tilt, I don't know if it was at puck drop or uh, in, at, after a period that was restarting. The two of them went at it and you just see Reeves like laughing because he's so enjoying this. And the rig is so mad. Pat Maroon is so mad. <laughs> and he's trying so hard to fight him. And Reeves is just giggling. And I like can't get enough of this. Like what's a better like chirp or like way to really mess with somebody is to just like laugh at them when they try to fight you. But I think this is so good for the sport in general, because we're seeing this on such a large stage, right? Like so many more new fans and different people might be tuning in now during the, during the playoffs. And to see these two, especially like two of the biggest names and personalities that are in recent time, that are these like fighter guys to see them going up against each other and on the, on the big stage. I think it's so important because these young kids today who are like, Oh, let me do all these like stupid trick shots and like flip the puck around. Like you're going to have to face this guy one day. Like you're going to have to face somebody like this. If you want to play in the NHL and you want to win a Stanley cup, like if you want to just do tricks and be like a YouTube star, cool. But if you want to play in the NHL, you're going to need to learn how these guys do it, how to play against them or how to become one of them, because this is never going away. It should never go away. And like, this just like gives me so much hope that like fighting will stay, that these two are getting such airtime against one another right now. And it's funny too, because uh, Maroon usually is the guy that's, that's laughing when he's yeah. you know, taking fights. So to see him kind of, you know, have his feathers ruffled by, by Reeves is, uh, I enjoy it because I have my feelings about uh, Maroon, but right. um, I do agree that I think it's it's good. I think, I mean, Ryan Reeves, gosh, that guy is just such a legend, right? I mean, oh he God, yeah. just he's a total beauty and personality. Personality is there. He's so fun, and I think that you need to see more of his personality because they just posted a video where like. All the Rangers are coming in after winning the game, giving high fives, kind of running in, doing little dances. And then you see Reeves come in doing like an Irish jig or something yeah. like coming down. And it's like, that's just that that's the stuff you want to see. That's the stuff that gets like people hyped, fans hyped. And like, that's how you build bonds with, with players and fans. And so, I mean, we, we say this until we're blue in the face, but um I love seeing Reeves I, I'm super happy that he's here I think that it's good that he's kind of you know playing under his old coach you know from mm -hmm. Vegas I think that mm -hmm. there's some chemistry there and maybe you know there's a couple you know maybe that's the reason why they're a little one up maybe Reeves is I mean his locker room hype up game oh, yeah. whatever you call those those things are ridiculous too I mean 
I don't know. He's just like yelling. I don't, I don't even know, but like, whatever gets you going boys. Like, whatever gets you going. <laughs> okay, yeah. Ryan. I don't know. I think it's a great series. Uh, I'm excited. I actually feel like this series is, is more fun to watch than the uh, Oilers abs. So I, I'm going to take it back from what I said last week, but um, we seem to be doing a lot of take backs uh, recently. <laughs> so well. We can change our opinion. What does it matter? Uh, and so much happens in, in the week between too. Like, so we're making predictions. And then when we start to see how it, they're like actually playing against each other, that changes one's opinion, obviously. So I don't know that it's really take backs, but it's just like, that's true. we're yeah. making our bold, bold, butt faced <laughs> No yeah. real. You know it's it's our podcast. Prediction. We can say whatever we want to say. <laughs> exactly. And you guys can listen to it or fast forward. But anyway, the second thing about this series that some people are having a hard time with is that the fan, the New York Ranger fans are chanting Igor is better than Vasilevsky. And they're chanting that. And I've seen and heard from some other hockey people in the, in the industry and through social that like they are, they think that's very naive of them. And that like, how could you even think to say that when you're playing against Vasilevsky, who's like the best goaltender in the league and has been for like a couple of years now. And I just, it's like baffling to me. And it's like, is it really ruffling the lightning's feathers? I don't think so. I don't really think you're shaking Vasilevsky up. Um, if anything, it might be fueling him. But that just like puts me in the perspective of like the fan. Like if you're a New York Rangers fan, like what's your motivation to chant that? Like, why are you chanting that? Because you're stuck on your goalie. I mean, you're, you're hyping up your team. You're stoked on your goalie. Your team is is doing well. You're happy your team has made it so far, right? I mean, and everyone has their own opinion. I mean, think of how many chants there are across the league. Yeah. I know when, I mean, everyone chants, you know, goalie, you suck, right? Or or they the chant Preds. their last name. Like they right. when we had Crawford, it was like Crawford, like to right. taunt him. That yeah. would piss and me off Preds, more. The- the Preds have the craziest one where they're, you know, really taunting. I mean, the entire place is taunting the the goalie. But what makes hockey games fun? The chance, whether or not mm-hmm. you agree or you don't agree. What refs you suck? Really, you're gonna start? Why is everyone complaining about everything? This is stupid. I know we talk about this all the time, but I don't know. I maybe they shouldn't be saying it's the best goalie. But even at that, when they're like, "Oh, we're winning, we're winning, we're winning," and then a team comes back up and, and, you know, ends up tying the game or whatever, then you shut up. Right. It's, it's all part of the game. I don't know. uh, It is, it is part of the game. And I just wouldn't be, I just wouldn't be super comfortable if I was a New York Rangers fan chanting Igor's better. That's like, uh, what happens if you guys actually lose this series or if, I mean, in the, anything at this point can happen. It's only two to two and oh, so I don't or know. Are they but... saying it on like a game level? Like they obviously, maybe he had a couple of great saves and. No, he, they like think good. that. That's fine. I don't want to upset the Rangers fans because I like they're a they're a little intense right now. And I think <laughs> a little more intense than they have been in years past. 
and they're yeah. taking this very seriously and they're very upset by other podcasts saying that they don't have it, what it takes um, and that they weren't going to go this far. So like I'm treading lightly here. <laughs> like, Well, I mean, I just think I was in the seats. Like, I wouldn't be involved in that chant. How about that? I mean, I just think back to if if the Kings were in it and Quickie was in goal and, or think back to when it was Quickie versus Crawford, right? Right. Arguably they were maybe not as talented as, you know, these, these yeah. black guys, but okay. Kings fans are going to chant that quick is better than Crawford. Okay. And Blackhawks fans would probably chant that Crawford was better than quick. Quick was arguably the best goalie back then, but you're still going to back. I don't know about up. that. Well, exactly right. Oh, so right. it's it's all teams' perspective. So I mean, if yeah. if that's going to make Rangers fans happy, then they can do that. If they're going to go to Tampa and do that, they better be ready for retaliation. But guess what? Yeah, it's the part of the game. So it is. Gotta love it. It is. That's what I've been thinking about in that series. Any other thoughts on the Eastern Conference Final? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, that's, let's move. Gosh, to- that kind of got me like riled up. Holy moly! <laughs> Bring it out in you. I think for a second. Deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth. (laughs) This week's episode of the House of Hockey podcast is brought to you by Hockey Fans. The pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. Oh, yeah. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings' same game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. That's THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win. Get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. In the Western Conference final, we have the Colorado Avalanche, as of this Sunday, are up three to nothing in the series against the Edmonton Oilers. Again, I don't think anybody thought it would be a three to O series right now. Definitely, I mean, odds heavily weighing towards the Avs. It just, I think, in general in this series, but this this is what's happening. I'm shocked. And then I have a couple other thoughts that I've had while I've been watching these games. What have been your thoughts so far? Uh, so are you surprised by this? Kind of. Yeah. Like I thought the Oilers had a little bit more gas in the tank, uh, to give that they've given than they have given the last three games. Um, but you made a comment or that I think it was, you made a comment or maybe it was mutually made last week that McDavid is a machine. Oh yeah. Um, Kale McCarr's a machine. I mean, that guy is just absolutely nuts. Um, I will say that being a fan of the Kings, uh, there are good things that happen when you are 3-0. 
or 0 and 3, however you want to do that. Yeah. Uh, the Kings came back to win a series when they were down three games. The Oilers can very well do the same thing. I think that that locker room has enough in it more than just the superstars than what we have talked about <laughs> last uh, last week to come back and put up a fight. And yeah. I especially think, I will say, I do not think McDavid will allow them to get swept. So yeah, you said that. I don't know if that's, I don't know. I don't know if he has that much power. I think he's running on fumes. He is running on fumes. If- but I don't, I don't know if I, I can agree with, with that statement. I think with his back up against the wall and with all, you know, his team rallying up behind him, I think that they will, they'll do a, a good push. And I don't think that they're going to get swept. Um, and I'll just say that, I don't know. I think they can come back. I don't know if they have what it takes. With, although you got to look at it though. Now Kadri uh, is is out for the remainder of the yeah. season. He was a huge piece of that avalanche puzzle. So I guess if you take, you know, it changes. It changes so much. But you also need to think if Kadri's out for the rest of the season based off of what Kane had done, then the mm. Oilers are without Kane. And Kane is a huge piece of the puzzle uh, for the Oilers. So I don't know. And we're going to be completely out when this uh, – episode comes out in two days and we're already right. uh, through it. We, so, right. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. We're talking out of our butts right now, apparently. <laughs> well, you know what? It's what, what's happening. And, and yeah. you guys can hear our thoughts on how we think the series has been so far. I, I really don't think Evander Kane's cross check against um, Kadri was, cl- it, it was clearly a dirty hit. It was a full on cross check. He's basically standing against the boards. Yeah, you could argue that he didn't think Kadri was going to fall down and that he was just pushing him into the boards and like whatever, whatever. But um, I just don't like to see that. I don't I, I know they let a little more fly in the playoffs, like a couple more hits to the back of the legs then a couple more cross checks they kind of let it go and let it flow depending on what's happening and i'm okay with that to a degree but but i just it just felt wrong to me this hit like it felt more than just him trying to i mean it was like a full-on wind it up really put it all in there and it's dangerous. Like ultimately it's dangerous uh, when you're that close to the boards and he was like, like on his way down or like bending over. And anyway, we don't have to like break this down, but um, it's just a little who's sneezing mate. Yeah. It's mate. (laughs) Oh yeah. I just, it didn't feel super uh, like, it was looked in very, very, very intentional to hurt to me, but that's just my yeah. interpretation. I mean, Kadri's, uh, he's not known for being the most uh, nice guy on the ice and neither is Kane. Favorable guy, you know, um, he's got a reputation, right? And we obviously saw what happened uh, with St. Louis. Uh, we didn't mm-hmm. really touch on that but I didn't really feel comfortable touching on what happened in, in St. Louis. Um, so you gotta, whatever beef is on the ice should be, you know, taken care of on the ice. Maybe they should have dropped mm-hmm. gloves. Maybe they should have given some, yeah. some face washes or something, but 
Uh, I understand that it is the game you're going to see a cross check in the heat of the moment. What would you have done? I don't know if did Kane hit a little too hard. I mean, there's times where I've done something a little too hard and I guess I shouldn't have, have done that. So you don't know what's going through Kane's head or do you know what's going through Kane's head, but nothing will be admitted. Um, no, it was, it did look, it, it did look pretty dirty. Um, yeah. I mean, they made the right call and everything, but was Kane given a game suspension? Uh, They are, as of today, they're having a hearing. They haven't had the hearing yet, so there's nothing, but he did have the uh, the five-minute major, I want to say. So um, today's the hearing, which is Sunday. We don't know if he's getting suspended, but if so, I think it was a game, at least one game suspension. So, Um, But they did say Kadri's out for the remainder of... Uh, this series and potentially um, you know more depending on what happens so yeah I think though that as much as I don't like to admit anything positive about the avalanche I do think that they have a uh, more depth on their bench as we saw in Saturday night's game three with like as Kadri went out at like their, first of all, their backup goalie has been tremendous. Right. And then they've had the people on the avalanche, the people, the players that are on the debt, like they're came in, um, who yeah. else came in? outstanding, absolutely yeah. crazy. Right. So you have to, you have to give it up to those guys and that's what you need to go the depth uh, yeah. into playoffs, right. Is to, when one man goes down, someone else has to step up and they've stepped up by scoring goals, not necessarily stepping right. up in a defensive way or even, um, you know, in, in an offensive way. But to score goals um, is, as your way to, to step up is pretty incredible. So and I think yeah. he had two. I think Copper had two think goals. Two. Yeah. So, the one out of the box goal. Right. That was him. Right. Yeah. yeah. That one. That one was pretty nuts. Um, yeah. So wow. I, yeah, I mean, you do have to give it up to him and it would be pretty sick if, uh, if you had the, the talent and the speed of the abs against the, the relentless grit and the young, speed, yeah. And grit of the Rangers together. Yeah. Um, if that ends up playing out, that could be, uh, could be pretty cool. Or if it plays out another way, it's still going to be pretty <laughs> cool, but yeah. Um, so yeah. Here's the other thing. The reason I wanted to talk about the, the Kadri Kane hit was because so, so everyone knows that dry the other mega star for the Oilers has a bum ankle foot, leg, ankle, whatever. We, we just know that he has a quote sprained ankle and he's still playing through this injury as a player. When you, and you want to win the cup, like if you're on the abs and you know that dry saddle is a huge key to the Oilers success and a huge asset to them, even with a bum foot ankle, they're still going after him. He had dry saddle had two big hits, one that sent him out of the game, which I think was the McKinnon hit. Um, where they're deliberately going in harder against him and they're not slowing up. Is that right to do when you are, when you know that player has an injury in a certain area, of course, everyone listening is like, of course it's fine, Rachel, (laughs) like, of course, but 
I just don't know that that's the right thing to do. Is that the right thing to do? Like you want to injure him so bad that he's off the ice. Like that's, that's our moral. Where's our moral line here is like what I'm trying to say, you know? Uh, I think if you put yourself on the ice, you're fair game, right? If you're well enough to play the game, you're well enough to take a hit. But on the other end of it, knowing that you're probably going to get hit a little bit harder, I think, I think the guys go in there knowing, you know what we have that. I think that's why a lot of coaches and, and training staffs, they don't, they'll do an undisclosed injury. Mm-hmm. They won't say what oh, is yeah. they say undisclosed. So then they're the other team doesn't have an advantage in knowing like, Oh, this guy's got a bum back. Let me, you know, cross check him in the back a few mm-hmm. times and see what happens. So it's you no know, partial error that the, the Oilers had given a specific body part or injury location um, but I think Leon knows that they're going to go after him a mm-hmm. little bit harder and he just has to have the grit. He obviously, you know, was, went down the tunnel, but then he came back in the game. He wasn't feeling well, but he's got to take proper precaution. He didn't yeah. pull himself out. And I think that's what you just do as a, as a guy on the team that needs to be there for the remainder of whatever it is to help support your team. You know, you're a huge asset, but then you come down to that moral code where if you are a, a McKinnon, are you going to be, you know, that spiteful and say, you know what, right. I'm going to go take this guy's legs out from underneath him and make sure that his legs go into the board. And hopefully that sends him out. I mean, are you really that malicious of a person? I don't think so. But in the heat of the but moment, I think so. I think so. They, maybe because they want to win the cup, but we're, you and I will never know that information, but right. I do think that your fair game, if you go on the ice, is it fair to to go after the guy that's that's hurt? And you know he's hurt. Uh, maybe not, but should should you pull a cane and should you purposely hurt someone out right. of anger? I mean, they they were winning first of all, so should McKinnon have gone after him? I can understand if they were losing. Right. Maybe you're going to be angry, but. I don't think anybody should purposely be getting hurt or purposely trying to hurt anybody, especially knowing that this sport, you can act like seriously hurt somebody. Yeah. But um, see, I, I put myself, I, I put myself in McKinnon's skates and I'm like, could I go to sleep at night knowing that I could have ended dry career? Like I'm just going to the extreme, right? Like if I, if I don't know really what's wrong with his, his ankle, it could be broken in 10 places and like irreparable. And like, he might not ever be able to skate again. I don't know what that is. Right. But like, would I be able to sleep with myself at night that I intentionally hit him because I knew he was injured to try to better win the Stanley cup. I think morally I would have a really hard time with it. Also, I don't play hockey for a lot of reasons, but like, I think I would have a hard time. And I, and I don't know how much I would be willing to sacrifice to win the Stanley cup. Yeah. I wouldn't like take it easy on him, but I also wouldn't intentionally try to flip him out from underneath his feet. Yeah. And that's very, I mean, arguably great answer. Right. Um, Right. But you can also say that maybe he didn't, I don't remember the play exactly. I just remember the play happening. I don't remember locations or whatever, but a lot of players can also argue that 
they didn't necessarily know they were they had their momentum they were right. going after the hit they didn't necessarily know where they they probably tried to avoid certain areas obviously you tried to avoid the head but did he know that he was going to fall a certain way did he mean to go and hit him in that area to make him right fly over the boards or whatever the case may have been right so or did I didn't see his number. I didn't know who a player it was. Like I, I was in the moment. I, I just saw a blue jersey. I, I didn't realize right. it was him. Again, in the heat totally. of the moment or the speed of the game, you really have. Uh, there's a lot of arguments that players could have there. But morally, like you said, going to bed at night knowing that yeah. you may have done something, like Kane, did he fall asleep mm-hmm. quick that night, knowing that he really seriously injured Kadri? What is what is Kadri going through right now? It's undisclosed. No one knows. Right. So, but I guess that's when you're playing for the cup, you got to get gritty, but how gritty can you, uh, how gritty do you want to get? Yeah. I, I think that is part of this game that is, I both love and despise, right? Is that there, it is acceptable to some degree to try to hurt somebody without, I mean, I don't think anybody really goes out there to try to end somebody's career or their life, obviously. Like that's, I, I really don't think there's anybody in this league that is thinking that when they step out on the ice. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I love the physicality of it and I don't want that to change, but I was just, that was just what I was thinking as I was like watching some of these plays and things that are happening. Like that's where my mind goes. Yeah. And one thing I I just thought of, and I don't Mm. recall seeing it, but Josh Manson was a pretty big fighter when he was on the ducks. Uh huh. I don't recall him dropping the gloves much this entire playoff no. time frame, which is very surprising to me. Like, did he, is he not playing that role on the abs? Like, is he supposed to be more of mm-hmm. like a solid, you know, just do your hits, don't drop the gloves kind of guy. Like you're more valuable on the ice than sitting in the penalty box. Um, I would like to see more from Josh Manson. I think that, yeah. I mean, especially if well, you're going to kind of banged up, I think last night too. He might've he got it, had a it. tough hit and he went off the, he went off for a minute, but I think he came back out. So, okay. He didn't go into the locker room. Mm-hmm. He was okay. just on the bench. Like, you know, Ooh, meanwhile, his dad's over like, is my son? Okay. But also yeah. kick his ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Again, I said, I just, I just realized this. I wasn't paying attention to him pretty much the no. entire playoff series, but I would like to see more from him. Yeah, I don't really think I've seen any tilts from him. Like, he's very physical, and he's very aggressive out there. But anyway, the other thought I had was from game one of the Western Conference final series, where everybody on the internet was like, the McCargill was offside, and it wasn't called offside and it should have been offside and then everybody was like had a whole hot take on it here's the thing i don't know or care if it was on or offside what i get from that whole thing is like the skill of makar to not 
touch the puck, let it roll over the blue line, slow his body down enough to make sure his skate doesn't cross. Like that happens like that when you watch the play. Like when you watch the play, it's like a, a second for him to be able to think and at, react with his physical body that quickly and to know exactly where his feet are on the blue line when he's skating that fast and like to have that the brain to be able to know like i i know where my feet are and i know how long my stick is and if i just hover it over the blue line and don't like i don't know how that's possible like i just like that's insane that he was able to do that, whether you agree or disagree with the call. That is bananas to me. Like McCarr is unbelievable to be able to maneuver on the ice like that at that kind of a speed. That was crazy to me. And I was like, why is nobody talking about just like how insane this was for McCarr to even do that or or even attempt to do it, whether you agree with the call or not. That's my thought on that. It was very precise. It was very uh, yeah calculated. Whether you want to math musician, scientist, Macar, <laughs> whatever you want to call him, um, I mean, we've talked about it over the last couple episodes that he it was stated that he arguably was again the best player in the league, and mm-hmm. I think it's he's underestimated because maybe um, sure his his time in the NHL or his age, whatever it may be, or maybe he just doesn't get as much, um, you know, isn't talked about as much because you have McKinnon, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of could overshadow him a little bit. Although I don't think Landis Cog overshadows uh, as much as he used to. Um, he's kind of taken, and, and that's a thought that I was having. It's a total 180 on this. That's is, okay. Is if, if the Avalanche don't win the cup this year, would they remove the C from Landeskog and give it to McKinnon? Because I personally think that McKinnon could be a better captain role than Landeskog, but I am not an Avs fan, so that is probably totally garbage for me to say. Uh, But just knowing everything that's, you know, the world that's around McKinnon, um, maybe that is a change that, because the Avs have been there so close for how, how many seasons, like, what is it that's that? And are they going to pull a, a Dustin Brown, Andre Kopitar kind of kind of move? Maybe, I don't know, but that's something we probably don't even need to talk about because it's probably not going to happen. So um, anyway, Makar is, is crazy. That's, I don't, I don't know how to describe him. He's uh, the skill on like, that is the skill you want on your team when you are trying to get to the Stanley Cup final and to win because he's not like a Zegris with the with the crazy goals he's he's a solid defenseman like like a Roman Yossi obviously he's going up against him for the Norris but he's so skillful like uh almost like a Kane where he has finesse Mm -hmm. right so he's a good yeah Patrick Kane he's sorry I probably need to that's okay I was was like I don't know if a better Kane is that much. He's just such a great all-around player, especially for being a defenseman, that yeah. that is the player that you want on your team. And he's obviously making making waves. So yeah. Two other headlines that came out. That's that's all I had on the West. Uh the Yotes 
are never leaving Arizona. The Arizona Coyotes are never going to leave the state of Arizona. So all you Yotes fans are probably rejoicing. The um, There was a hearing. I'm just going to read it to you because I'm going to butcher it. So the Arizona Coyotes goal of building a new arena in Tempe took a big step forward this week in a special uh, Tempe city council meeting. They voted five to two in favor of the city of Tempe and the developer to start negotiating a deal for an arena and entertainment complex that complex that would become home for the Yotes. So that's like, they can just negotiate a deal. We don't know if those negotiations will negotiations will fall apart if they'll go forward, but, and I think part of that was a 30 year no move clause, or that could have been a joke on the internet, but I'm not sure. <laughs> so um, either way, Gary Batman is not giving up on the coyotes in Arizona and is going to make it happen. But the Yotes are never leaving Arizona is all you really need to know. That's And those fans have ugh, a lot. I, I, I would be very frustrated if I was a Yotes fan for a lot of different reasons. But anyway, last thing on the agenda, Carrie. Oh, two quick things. Carrie Price. What's up with Carrie Price, Montreal, Can- Montreal Canadians? Carrie Price says he's going to prepare as if he were going to play next season. He doesn't know what the future holds as far as him playing with the Montreal Canadiens. Um, but he is going to prepare himself. Everyone knows that Carrie went through a little bit of part-time over the last Mm -hmm. season he ended up having knee surgery uh and then he was also um getting help for assistance yeah yes so he is now uh waiting for his knee surgery all that stuff to kind of take place and he said that he is taking platelet rich plasma injections to help him get to where he needs to be uh, in order to start preparing to play, um, obviously, in the NHL. So um, I'm excited for Carey Price. I think that he is a solid guy to still have in the NHL. I think he is a name that so many people know and love, regardless if that is your team or not. Or maybe he will start playing for your team. No one really knows. Um, Blackhawks? He's going to be a Blackhawk? Who knows? Ugh. <laughs> no, I, I think like we've learned our lesson. Yeah. No, no, like we're not taking any more veteran goalies. We're done with that. Uh, I had to do it we're, to you. I know. So, we're you done know. with we're so, done with that. We're done with that. So I don't know. That's it. Carrie Price. Yeah. I say that a lot. I don't know. I, I need to stop saying I don't know. Carrie Price uh hopefully will be coming back next season. Don't know where he will be, but mm-hmm. he's preparing himself to do so and gotta love it. Yes, I am happy to hear that. I would hope that he could have another good season or two. I know if you were going through a physical injury and then, you know, a mental um, challenge in your life and you really took the time off to work on that and you were in a good place, I just know how much you would want to get back out on the ice and really show um, that you've got it and like what you can do when you are both of sound mind and body. So I really hope we get to see him yeah. back on the ice because that just for, shows a lot. Yeah. Not only for the fans, uh, but for himself personally too. Uh, yeah. It's really good where you, when you can overcome something 
uh, and then not only prove it to people who are supporting you, but prove it to yourself too. So I think that exactly. is the ultimate takeaway on that one. Yeah, I think we all want that for for Carrie Price. I don't think anybody really hates Carrie Price. <laughs> I think, um, I, I really don't think so. And Let's go. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I think uh, he's just one of the the greats and ha- does so much off the ice too for people, and and um, you just want the best for him. Here's the last thing, the last note I put on our sheet for today of topics. I wrote. Kachuk's at Target. And Breezy was like, I didn't see that story. I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, well, it was a dream I had that I was at Target and Brady and Matthew Kachuk were also at Target checking out at the check self-checkout. And they looked at me and I looked at them and they were like, hey, like they knew me. And I was like, hey, how's it going? And they were like, come talk to us. And I was like, yeah, I think I interviewed you, Matthew, like a couple of years ago. And I'm, I, this is all a dream. I was like, yeah, I interviewed you. And this is, oh, this is my brother, Brandon. Oh, nice to meet you. So good to, so great to see you guys. What are you just getting some stuff at the Target? And then they were like, yeah. And then the dream was over. <laughs> So That's now I am, I am at the point where I am dreaming about the Kachuks. I fully know the difference between the two brothers. I was going to say, so did you call on the right names in your dream? I, at least? Did. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. I got, I got them right. It still takes me a minute to pause and think before I speak about which one and which team they play for, but I, I've got it and I'm now dreaming about them and that they know me. But I'm also dreaming that like people are trying to kill me. And so, you know, I don't really know that that has any weight, but that's, that's what's happening in my brain. Wow. That is crazy. I love it. I absolutely love it. I am such a fan of the Kachucks. I I don't know what's gone into me. Like, why? Like, why do I love the two of them? Especially Matthew. Come on. But why do I love the two of them so much? I think it's because this whole Brady thing supporting Matthew and we obviously know how I feel about Matthew, but man, what other Kachucks, if they were, if they had like a fan club, would you be a Kachucker or a Kachucky? Probably a Kachucky because they call Matthew Chucky, Chucky? right? A Chucky? You'd be a Chucky, right? Yeah. I am a Chucky. You are a Chucky. Yes, I am a Chucky. You are a Chucky. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I like them. But I don't know if I'm part of the fan club yet. I'm dreaming about him. (laughs) And for those of you that are still listening to this this blab, um, I often send Ray pictures of Matthew. And she has said some things back to me in in support. And I think she's starting to be, uh, she's going to be a Chucky real soon. Okay. (laughs) Maybe next season. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe next season. All right. On that note, um, everybody, if you don't follow us on YouTube, please go give us a follow on our YouTube channel. Just look for House of Hockey Podcast. And I'm telling you this because we just put up a highlight reel of the show and some of our guests and some of our really funny moments. 
And we would love for you to go see it and uh, go like the video, share it with your friends who don't already listen to our show and tell them this is why they should. And it's a nice little three minute video that uh, really sums up who we are and what we talk about here. Yeah. And Ray worked super hard on that. Got to give her an absolute shout out. Uh, She did a great job. Oh, thanks. uh, yeah, I wasn't looking did. for compliments. I just want people to follow the show. Oh, no. Oh, no. But I am very grateful because that was, she was sending me, uh, we were going back and forth on clips and yeah. she put this thing together. She did a few different versions of it. And each time I was just getting so hyped because it really reflects <laughs> on like everyone that we've talked to. Like you almost, mm-hmm. I don't want to say, it's probably going to sound bad in these things, but like, you almost forget like who you've talked to and all the stories that you've heard. Mm-hmm. But then it's like a walk down memory lane and uh, there were some really great stories and some great friendships that I think that we have uh, created along the way. So um, yeah. it was good. I was definitely stoked to see all of it. I thought it was a good time. It was. I agree. Mate and your other dog agrees. What's the other dog's name? Why can't I remember? His name is Colton. Colton. That's right. Although I called him Coco the other day and then he's a little <laughs> large. So then I started calling him Cocoa Puff because he looks like he's been soaked in milk for a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, Colt's Colt's barking. Cocoa Puff. All right. Um, On that note, we'll be back next week. And thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for coming over to our House of Hockey podcast and hanging out with us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Just look for House of Hockey podcast. We'll be back next week.